0: Welcome to Beside the Burn for Wednesday the 18th of January. We're continuing our study in the Gospel of Matthew and we're reading through about a chapter each day. Today's chapter is quite long. It's going to be Matthew 10 verses 1 to 42. So there's a lot in this chapter. It'll take us a little bit of time to read it. But the important thing about this whole process is that we do read the whole of the Gospel that we listen to what God is saying to us through these passages. And once again, I want to stress, I'm just taking out a couple of thoughts that have occurred to me as I've been reading the chapter. What God's been saying to me. You may well get something else from the passage because 42 verses, there's a lot of things there. I'm certainly not covering all of that. So take time to write down and to think about what God is is saying to you even though as I read through the chapter maybe even have your bible open in front of you and and mark or underline or or put a little star beside the verses that you want to go back to the verses that you want to look at in a bit more detail because either they've confused you or they've challenged you or, or they've made you think about things. And what we've got to realise today in chapter 10 is that at the end of chapter 9, Jesus was encouraging us to ask the Lord of the harvest to send out workers into his harvest field. And then immediately in chapter 10, we find Jesus calling 12 disciples and sending them out. And as he sends them out, they face all sorts of opposition and difficulties and dangers and Jesus goes through them and tells them about all these things that they're going to face but that shouldn't discourage them in fact that should keep them going and yet these are the very things that might discourage us in our faith if we were to encounter them as we seek to serve God and yet Jesus is saying to them look this is not to be discouraged this is what happens to my followers So there's not something going wrong here. This is the way that it is. So let's read together um, Matthew 10, verses 1 to 42. And then let's think about what we're hearing here. Jesus called his 12 disciples to him and gave them authority to drive out impure spirits and to heal every disease and sickness. These are the names of the 12 apostles. First, Simon, who is called Peter, and his brother Andrew, James, son of Zebedee and his brother John, Philip and Bartholomew, Thomas and Matthew, the tax collector, James, son of Alphaeus and Thaddeus, Simon the Zealot, and Judas Iscariot, who betrayed him. These twelve Jesus sent out with the following instructions. Do not go among the Gentiles or enter any town of the Samaritans. Go rather to the lost sheep of Israel. As you go, proclaim this message. The kingdom of heaven has come near. Heal the sick, raise the dead, cleanse those who have leprosy, drive out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. If it is not, let your peace return to you. If anyone will not welcome you or listen to your words, leave that home or town and shake the dust off your feet. Truly, I tell you, it will be more bearable for Sodom and Gomorrah on the day of judgment than for that town. I am sending you out like sheep among wolves, Therefore, be as shrewd as snakes and as innocent as doves. Be on your guard. You will be handed over to the local councils and be flogged in the synagogues. On my account, you will be brought before governors and kings as witnesses to them and to the Gentiles. But when they arrest you, do not worry about what to say or how to say it. At that time, you will be given what to say for it will not be you speaking, but the spirit of your father speaking through you. Brother will betray brother to death and a father his child. Children will rebel against their parents and have them put to death. You will be hated by everyone because of me, but the one who stands firm to the end will be saved. When you are persecuted in one place, flee to another. Truly, I tell you, you will not finish going through the towns of Israel before the Son of Man comes. The student is not above the teacher, nor a servant above his master. It is enough for students to be like their teachers and servants like their masters. If the head of the house has been called Beelzebub, how much more the members of his household. So do not be afraid of them, for there is nothing concealed that will not be disclosed or hidden that will not be made known. What I tell you in the dark, speak in the daylight. What is whispered in your ear, proclaim from the roofs. Do not be afraid of those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground outside your father's care. And even the very heads of your head are all numbered. So don't be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Whoever acknowledges me before others, I will also acknowledge before my father in heaven. But whoever disowns me before others, I will disown before my father in heaven. Do not suppose that I have come to bring peace to the earth. Do not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to turn a man against his father, a daughter against her mother, a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. A man's enemies will be the members of his own household. Anyone who loves their father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Anyone who loves their son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever does not take up their cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Whoever finds their life will lose it and whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. Anyone who welcomes you welcomes me and anyone who welcomes me welcomes the one who sent me. Whoever welcomes a prophet as a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And whoever welcomes a righteous person as a righteous person will receive a righteous person's reward. And if anyone gives even a cup of cold water to one of these little ones who is my disciple, truly I tell you, that person will certainly not lose their reward. Amen. Now, what a chapter that is. And if I'm only going to just take a couple of thoughts from the chapter, it's not really going to do it justice. Suffice to say that this is Jesus calling his disciples and sending them out into the world. And that's what we are called to be. We're called to be disciples and we're called to make disciples in this world. And we can expect the same sort of reaction that these first 12 disciples received when they went out. We sometimes think that if people are against us, if people do not respond to the gospel, whenever we share it with them, that we've done something wrong, that we're inadequate that we don't deserve to be called disciples. And all of those things are the ideas that Satan puts into our heads. But what we find in this passage is that here are the 12 that Jesus called and they are facing the opposition and they are facing the problems. So, in a way, that should encourage us that As long as we are faithful and we keep serving and we keep sharing, then we allow God to call others to himself. The reason behind going out into the world, going out into this harvest field, is given to us in verse 7. The kingdom of heaven has come near. And once again, this is Matthew's theme of Jesus being the king And the kingdom of heaven coming near. And that is the encouragement that we need to start sharing the good news with others and telling them about Jesus. There is so much in this passage about what we do and about what happens. We're told in verse 14, if anyone will not welcome you or listen to your words, leave that home or town and shake the dust off your feet. We're not to waste our time with those who have no time for the gospel. Yes, we're to tell them, we're to give them the information, but there are many more people. Jesus said that the fields are white on the harvest. The harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. We're to move on and reach out to others who will respond. And we're told that this is difficult. Verse 16, I'm sending you out like sheep among wolves. There's nothing easy about what Jesus is calling us to do. But he tells us that we will be hated by others. But we're not to be afraid. We're not to be afraid, especially in verse 28, of those who are able to kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, we should be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in hell. We are to have a fear of God rather than a fear of others. And we're told that God cares for us and wants us to take up our cross and follow him. And verse 39 is perhaps one of the most profound statements in the whole passage. Whoever finds their life will lose it, and whoever loses their life for my sake will find it. This is how we're to live. This is the value system that we're to follow. There are many other parts in this passage that we could draw out, that we could mention, that we could think about. But let's remember that Jesus calls us to follow him. He calls us to be his disciples, and he calls us to go and make disciples. So let's pray. Lord God, it encourages us whenever we read this passage and we see the dangers that are ahead of us, that you understand, you know what we're facing. So Lord, help us, we pray. Help us to find hope in you and help us to tell others about you. Amen.